ambush is a bad thing. If it's just one of you and you're outnumbered, yeah. right? You're pretty much just screwed. Yeah. Hey guys, welcome to Whiskey, Lead and Steel. Feelings hurt while you wait. The official podcast of Aggressive Defensive Solutions. And the smart ass on the end <laughs> is Rick Sutton. And in the middle, the the apprentice smart sane, the sane rational one, Jeremy Phillips. And the chief financial operator, future governor of the Commonwealth of Virginia, Lee Curling. Oh, did I not introduce myself this time? No. Maybe not. No, this is the honorable <laughs> Lee Curling, future governor of the Commonwealth of Virginia. All righty. So, chief financial operator. Chief financial operator. operator. So this week we're going to talk about what? Jeremy, you want to talk about this. We'll let you, we'll let you introduce it. Operational shooting is a team sport. There you go. Yes, it is. All righty. That's absolutely right. Operational shooting as a team sport, not an individual sport. No. This is not, this is not clay shooting, no. right? No. It's not clay shooting and it's not, um, it's not golf. No. No. So anyway, you want to kick us off? What are so, your thoughts? So I, I, I guess my thought is, you know, we've made fun of the, you know, so-called John Wick classes out there that, you know, teach you how to be an operator, you know, in eight hours or less for $900 and 500 rounds in one day. Do you get a sandwich with that class? I think you have to pay extra for it usually. But anyways, you pay all this money, shoot all these rounds, get somebody to freaking pat you on the back and tell you how great you are when you're missing that steel target at three yards, which you shouldn't be shooting at three yards anyways, but we talked about that too. But, you know, at the end of the day, Oh, okay, you're the most badass shooter out there. So what? Yeah. You know, unless you, you know, engage in that type of operational environment, you don't know that, okay, being the best at what you do only gets you so far. Yeah. That gets you in the door to start the school, to start training with the people that you're going to do this with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether that is military, law enforcement, whatever. Mm-hmm. That, you know, being that good of a shooter and a person only gets you to the door. Mm-hmm. Then there's the selection process, whatever that be. Then there is the schooling that teaches you how to work with other people and doing all that cool guy shit. And then you actually get to go do that cool guy shit. Oh, and then you got to recertify and retrain and reaccredit every so often. Yeah. So yeah. by yourself, oh, you know, I, you know, I can shoot the same as a tier one operator. Yeah, but you know what you can't do? You can't read fucking what the point guy is doing going through the door or coming up that fucking ladder and mm-hmm. therefore what you need to do as number two guy on the stack. Now, mm-hmm. I'll throw this one out. You might be able to shoot better than a tier one operator. But you know what you can't do? Operate as a tier one operator. Yeah. In fact, mm-hmm. you probably can't operate as a Fisher Price operator. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny we're talking about this. So I, I was listening to a Sean Ryan um, podcast the other day. And unfortunately, and I apologize, uh, credit where it's due, uh, they had a, the guy was on, he was a great guy, he was a former ODA cat, uh, and then he'd gone to work for the agency, um, and he was involved in a, a, a surveillance uh, op, apparently, that went bad, and that led to um, several hours of this guy by himself running around in one of the downtown dog shit cities in Iraq um, and getting in multiple perpetual gunfights. He was being chased by a bunch of fucking bad guys. Um, and in his 
fleeing to get away from the bad guys because that's the smart thing to do when there's one of you and seven of them. Um, he ended up running into and running through buildings and running down alleyways. And from that, somebody has extrapolated the idea and they've even called it One Man CQC. I'm not going to chuck rocks at this guy. Um, he's credible. He knows what he's talking about. I think we have a, a phraseology issue here. And here's what it is. Close quarters combat, when we, when we think about close quarters combat, what we're, what we're really talking about most of the time is building clearing, linear takedown, open air takedowns, that kind of thing, which is a team event. If you've, anybody who knows it knows that the minimum you want to go, the minimum you can go into a building with and be safe is two. Ideally, the minimum you want to go with is four. I like to have at least six guys, right, for rotational purposes. But going into a building, serving a search warrant, going in looking for a high-value uh, target or asset, uh, clearing a building because you have to set up an LZ or something like that, that's a different animal than I am literally moving through someplace, trying to maintain distance from bad guys, and as I bump into bad guys, I handle that business and then move on. While it is close quarters combat, because you're at halitosis distance shooting somebody, that is not what most people think about when they say CQP. And I think therein lies the problem. Um, it's a misnaming of what it is that we're doing. And it doesn't mean that this guy is wrong, because he's obviously right. Um, but the rest of the planet, right, when you say guitar... They think of a guitar, not of a ukulele. They're both stringed instruments and they're both shaped the same. So I think, I think that's the big issue that we run into. Um, but, you're, but you're absolutely right from an operational standpoint. When I was a police officer, more times than I care to remember, because of necessity, I ended up having to search a house by myself. Horrible thing to do. If I had the opportunity, I always waited for at least one other person, or by, if at all possible, send in a dog, right? Way better than that. Um, but yeah, it, there's just because you can shoot doesn't mean you can do all the other things, you know? Um, Eric, Eric Balake was talking to <laughs> yeah. us. And he, uh -uh. Yeah, and he, and he told me, he said, it was funny, we were talking about uh, training. And he said, before he got to the teams, his whole thing was, I need to be able to run. I need to be able to run. I need to be able to run. I'm be able to swim and run and swim and run because I'm a SEAL and I got to be able to run. He goes, and then I got to the teams and I deployed. And then what I realized was running, cardio is important, but running isn't the big deal because you should not run to the objective and get there five minutes ahead of the rest of your team. And you should not run so slow that the rest of the team has to wait for you. He said, so... His focus for a training standpoint for, for cardio then became, I need to find out what the heaviest guy in my platoon is, and I need to be able to walk quickly carrying his loadout weight and him mm -hmm. for five miles. Okay. Yeah. That's the kind of shit you're talking about when you start talking about operational stuff. Right. Yeah. And, and real running, intensive running. You're, if you're running... In, in, in a combat operation, it's because something bad is happening for, for the most part. Yeah. Right? 
And again, yeah. you know, to, to flip to a different thing, I, I think we touched on this before, but um, Nico, or, Nico Ortez, yeah. right? Had this crazy, you know, hey, here's the, the Delta guys, right? And he's going typical Nico Ortez, crazy, ah, screaming with these guys, right? Get off the helicopter, dead sprint, shooting, shooting bad guys. That's a whole different thing. They're, they are operating at a different level than the other operators mm-hmm. in any organization, right? It, again, if, if you're running, you're probably, it's because something has gone to shit. Yeah. You're at the absolutely right. But to flip back to, to, to the, the guy you were talking about before, you know, he's by himself. While he is engaging as an individual, it is not what I think I would have ever called CQC. Yeah. CQC is generally you're 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 entering into an objective area for an objective. Yeah. You're you're a off, target. You're, you're on offense. You, you have a target objective you're trying to meet mm-hmm. related to the facility or the area you're entering, right? Whether it's open, whether it's an open air or whether it's an enclosed building or those types of things. He is an engage in in um, um, advancing to the rear, right? He is he is in <laughs> breaking <laughs> consciousness. It is. He, he, is, he, he, is, he is he is engaged in in E N E, right? Which is not C Q C. He does not want to engage. He wants to avoid <laughs> avoid contact so he can evade bad guys because he's by himself. And anybody that wants to go, well, that's CQC, no. It involves Ab- elements of CQC. Is some of the tactics employed no. may overlap, but it is a wholly different objective. It's a wholly different con- contact or context. It is not offensive in nature where I'm going out, seeking out bad guys and trying to smoke check bad guys it is avoiding bad guys and smoke checking the ones i can't avoid no two different things and people that want to conflate those things they conflate them because they don't understand the difference Mm -hmm. and i well and i'm also gonna go i am certainly not going to take anything away from a guy who evades multiple bad guys gets out alive and leaves a a path of dead bodies behind them yep. and survive absolutely, yeah. absolutely not yep. absolutely awesome and there's all there's there is there is a lot to be said for that guy there mm-hmm. right awesome yeah yeah no doubt yeah. about it no, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. but you know rick you and i have had piles of discussions about this of defense is always easier than offense yeah. and the entire mm-hmm. premise behind cqc is to practice certain proven tactics that are repeatable and that you can do under stress to try to level the playing field. Mm -hmm. Not to level it, but to improve your chances of surviving while doing it. If you do everything right and you operate with a team that's doing everything right, you have a better chance of surviving than you would otherwise. So, So the saying we had in the Army, when you ask a question of what do you do if you're caught in a perfectly executed ambush? 
Is the answer? Well, if you're if you're in a perfectly executed ambush, you're the one conducting the ambush. <laughs> if you're in the kills. If you're in the kill zone of a perfectly executed ambush, you're the answer is you die. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Be, because if it's a perfectly executed ambush, now the reality is is the ambush could be perfectly executed. The, the assumption is always going to be the ambush is not perfectly executed. Therefore, you you assault know on a, right on a near side ambush you assault through you yeah. you assault through right on a far side ambush right yeah, yeah. so you, you do something to mess something. up the perfect execution exactly. to give you a chance of survival exactly right yeah. ambush is a bad thing but again it goes into if it's just one of you and you're outnumbered yeah. right you're pretty much just screwed yeah right but you want to take out sim rounds freaking and one person be and, the defender one person be you know the guy trying to take the place yeah that's, Numbers won't lie. Right, it, it's a different kind of ambusher, but it, but it's one of those things. If 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 you're caught out with a group, right, you're ambushed. Everybody has everybody a has job. a job based on where they are, and you can't go, hey, well, I got training from Bob on on being ambushed, and I got training from Joe being on ambush, and I worked with Tim and, and Fred for a couple years. Yeah. Okay, well, you know what? There's never one way to do something. Nope. Right? Nope. And then you turn around and look like the Three Stooges. Yeah. Oh. And, and, and the other thing that runs into that, so so I, I will say, you know, mm -hmm. nobody's nobody's plan survives for first contact. That always Absolutely, nope. yeah. And there there is some truth behind the tactical theory of relative superiority. We do know yes, that. Yes, absolutely. Right? So just because it's you doesn't mean there is no hope. Oh no! It doesn't mean that you're you're fucking stacked, no. mm -hmm. right? But part of the whole concept behind doctrine is, and it doesn't matter if it's tactics or driving cars or fucking you know building fences. There are several ways to skin this cat. However, we have found through time and, and exercise and and analysis analysis that this methodology under this set of circumstances, seems to work the best. This methodology in this set of circumstances seems to work the best. So, um, you're absolutely right. If if you decided to go out and take a, a, a badass John Wick starters class from Bobo fucking Tactical, and that dude had been in the army and had gone through a CQC class in 1979 and then he had not been anywhere else you went and you took his class and then your best friend took a class for some dudes who had been with LAPD SWAT in the 90s and he took a class from them mm -hmm. and then you took a class or, or your your other buddy took a class from the guys at Blackwater in 2007 mm -hmm. and you did not have any further conversation and we went Go secure that building. Go from the bottom and work your way up and secure that building. Yeah. You guys are going to fucking bump into each other. You're going to lose each other because in those three decades, over the course of that 50 years, we figured out this is the best way. This is not a bad way. This way will work in a pinch. And depending on all of the other things. So if it's just you, then and you're going to an active shooter, you might 
visually sweep a doorway as you pass it. If you're actually clearing the building and there's two of you, then your choices are you do a one-man room entry and one guy holds the hall, or you do a two-man entry and you re-clear the hall when you come out, mm-hmm. which yeah. is why you want at least four fucking people. Mm-hmm. Um, but if the people you're taking your training from, because they have no real-world experience or training, are teaching you something, and they teach you the wrong thing, and you get fucked, they're probably not there um, before the loop goes on. Right. And they probably don't give a shit. So vet your fucking trainers. Well, you talk about talk about that. There was, there was a video that went around six, eight months ago or whatever. Oh, two, yeah. Two, two, two guys doing... Some guns. Well, well, these are two guys, you know, running back and forth, like some, you know, back and forth, and they... It's a, kind of a three-quarter shot, you know, out out watching them, and it's they run by, clear this room here. One guy's clearing the room, and the other guy comes and runs around the side of them, like you know, half laying down, and and starts shooting at stuff. And then they get up, and and then they clear this other room, and and then they go back and clear a room that's behind them. Did they use the rabbit technique? And and no, they did not use the <laughs> rabbit technique. But 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 the point on on that whole thing is it, it kind of gets to to where you're saying, right? Moving to an active shooter. Is not building clearing. Nope. nope. Right? That you're 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 making, you're making a broad assumption. There's one bad guy. Yeah. Or, a a, a limited Localized a area. limited number of bad guys. Yeah. Right. Yep. So I'm going and I'm a sweep. You're right. I'm going to sweep that room because I don't hear any gunfire. I don't see a bad guy in there, and I'm going to keep going, and I'm hoping beyond a hope that he doesn't come out behind me. He's building, not waiting there in that and, doorway for and, me. And building clearing, right? If you're actually clearing the building, you never, ever, you never, ever pass an uncleared okay. opening, right? Yep. You just, right? And with one person, what has happened is when I step in that room, this whole Scooby-Doo thing happens. I can step in the room. Jojo, the bad guy, goes back behind me, mm-hmm. goes in the room that I've already cleared. And then, and then what? I'm going to go down. I'm going to... Come back out. I'm gonna sweep my hallway. I go to the next one, and as I'm going down the the hallway, Jojo bad guy comes out and pops in behind me. Right? It's 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 a team sport, and and I, I don't I don't think I don't think the point of this was to heart back on the one man CQC is a bad idea. We have beaten that to death, right? But in case you didn't see that video, <laughs> you should go back. Horrible idea. You should check it out. Maybe I can figure out in, in in the YouTubes how to how to make it appear some in the Instagram so somewhere so so maybe maybe it'll be here I don't know we'll, we'll try to figure that we'll try to figure that out yeah. I don't know I'm still trying to figure out the whole YouTube thing uh, but I think I think to your point was it's a team sport yeah. and and it's a team sport in that that you. While we are not proponents of if you're not in military or law enforcement, you know, stacking up with your buddies and, and, and building and, and clearing buildings. But the point being is it is not something where you independently go get some training and then think, well, next week 
somebody else is going to come in next week somebody else is going to come in next week somebody else is going to come in and then suddenly we're going to do the same yeah thing yeah me, me, right. you, you and you and five guys that you know from a shooting match are not going to put together an ad hoc rapid action tactical team and do a, do an entry on cvs where there's a homeless guy who's berserk right and 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 i'm, and I'm, and I'm gonna say this all right that that you you're not going to independently go to some classes or i'll go to one class once but independently go to classes even if you all got the same training and then stack up on the cvs yeah and and execute a building because it is a team sport with team practice it is no different than you know uh, a pickup game of soccer or pickup game of basketball it's a team sport the difference with with those where people go well i go play with pickup games the difference is you have been practicing in that sport and you understand what each position is supposed to do if you only ever played soccer by yourself and the only thing you ever did was okay well i set up a little goal thing about the right size and i kick a ball and i can dribble the ball and i can i can juggle the ball off my foot but you've never played with anybody else. You're not going to play a pickup game. Right? I, I, I'll go one better than that. If you were Pele, you were not taking on Manchester United by yourself. That ain't going to happen. five of your best friends that you've never yeah. played with. Or, 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 you know, or, I, I, or if you are Pele and Megan Rapinoe shows up, you are not taking on Manchester United. Well, all right. Well, I mean, if, if Pele kicks Megan... And breaks her knee at the beginning, he'll probably win. So, 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 so let me say, yeah, Pe- Pele, you know, <laughs> we're, let's talk about Pele in his prime. <laughs> well, obviously not Pele yesterday. Yeah. So, but Pele in his prime, you know, man, you, you know, they, they, they were, they, they were downgraded. So, you know, I'm sorry, Jared, but you know, you, I, I know your team kind of has been, has been on the outs a little bit, but. He might. He he might take on Man U. And could, yeah, like, we Brian, might get some hate from, who, from that. Who's but, that yeah. team that Brian Reynolds owns? Him, him, him and your boys, Posh Spice. He could beat them, right? <laughs> but but back to the point of, you know, back, back, back off mm-hmm. the soccer and kind of to the point, if you will. Can't believe I'm the guy bringing us back to center. But, um, you know, given, given the option, you know, as – cool and as we've talked about the cool points of being mm-hmm. able to do cool guy stuff yeah you know given all of our backgrounds mm-hmm. as diverse as they are you know if given the option to do cqc to get an objective or to do something else mm-hmm. i think we would all choose something else oh yeah i know i've done it operationally oh, yeah. hey we mm-hmm. want you to go do vbss and take this ship why yeah because there's bad guys on it why am I doing VBSS? Yeah. What What are you suggesting, Lieutenant Phillips? I'm suggesting hitting it with fucking five-inch shells and sending it to the bottom and picking up the survivors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a bunch of fedeen in that building. We want you to go over and take the building. Okay. I need 16 fast movers. <laughs> Make that happen. I, I, I got to say, I got to say, for us, it was like, hey, bad guys in that building. All right. Oh yeah. Oh, Mark 
19. That's right. Bar 19. What I found works good is you light up the 50 and you cut the wall in half. And then when the building starts to collapse, then you lob in the HEDP. But the, which that was the nice thing about having the ugliest weapon system in the in the, in the Amtrak because we had we had both of them next to each other. Yeah, yeah. And if you stole the spade grip from the Navy for the fifty cal, <laughs> then you could run the Mark Nineteen electrically and run the fifty cal and shoot them both at the same time. See, that's what happens when you let Lance Corporals loose on shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, we we've known each other for years. We've done some shooting together. We've never tried to stack up on a door. We've never done any of that. Mm-mm. And right. I trust you guys as much as I probably trust anybody else. And I sure as shit wouldn't want to go through a door and clear a building with, with the two of you. Not that, not because I don't trust you we've never as shooters, because we've never trained for it yep. together. Okay. And, and, fun bloopers real. But I mean, but you know, so 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 you we should we should do that. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, so mm-hmm. so when you talk about stuff like yeah. that, so mm-hmm. um, the conversations you end up having with beers of yeah. people, and I get, I get so you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. I know you know what you're doing, and I know what you're doing. You don't. I don't know that you know what I do. Right. So if they said, okay, Rick, you have to take four guys and go to a building entry. And you get two minutes to talk about it. But you can have any four guys that you know. Huh. John McLucky, Sean Johnson, uh, Mark Tiedemann, Chris Epperson. I worked with all of those guys. I shot with all of those guys. Nicole Cosmos. I did building clearings. At some stage of the game, I either did a training building clearing with every one of them, or I did live building clearings with them. And I know that they know their jobs, and I know that they know to do their jobs and not worry about my job. And that that's the other thing that is a dynamic that people don't know about. So us and another guy all decide to train together, and we start training together, right? And intellectually, each of us knows, okay, we all know each other. We all know our jobs. We all know each other other's jobs, and we know each of us has a job. One of the things that always gets overlooked when you're teaching CQC to talk about from a training standpoint is you have to do your job and just your your job job. because if you're trying to worry about my job you Mm -hmm. can't do your job and if you can't do your job I can't do my job because I got to watch you to prevent you from fucking creating a hole for me and that's one of the many reasons that to effectively do CQC Either your specific team has to train together all the time or your greater organization has to train so often that you inherently go, and I had this with Virginia Beach PD, I talked about the amount of training we had. I feel relatively certain that a four-year veteran with Virginia Beach PD knows what they're supposed to do. So if I had to go through a building on an active shooter response and I didn't know that guy, but I could tell that they didn't have Leroy Drive grass stains on their uniform anymore, then I feel relatively certain based on the amount of training that that organization does that they know what they're doing. Not necessarily everybody else. And if, you know, the training that you do is when you're being fucking Leroy Jenkins uh, on the fucking PlayStation or whatever the fuck it is, that doesn't count. Right. Yeah. 
And that's the, yeah. I think that's the thing that a lot of people don't take I, into account. I think, you know, to that point, um, and I'll, I'll, I'll throw another another reference back to that that, that Nico Ortez you know, yeah. video with the Delta Force guys, right? You know, he's at a dead sprint going through, going yeah. through, you know, hits bad guy, enters the house, hits a bad guy, hits a bad guy, jam, you know, jam, jam, jam. He peels off and number two is right on his ass. And he has no idea. He had no idea he was there. There was no verbal communication of any of that it was just simply, I have it. When he said jam and peeled and off to, to take care of the problem, the rest of his team, you know, the train they knew right? what to do. They knew what to do because, and and he was not worried as he was executing. Is number two behind me? Yeah. Nope. He knows. I that. just have to go, and and I'll you know to and to go back to my my military days. We had, we had a standard for how we did CQC. Yep. Right? Within the unit, this is the standard. There is no deviation from that standard. Nope. And as a first sergeant, when I'm observing training, and suddenly it was one of the platoons, what are you doing? Oh, well, we think this is better. Don't care what no. you think. This is <laughs> no. Our, this is why. No. This is why doctrine is what this it is. is. This is no. This is, this is, and this is why, but, but first sergeant, there is no, but this is, this is, this is it. If there is something better, then it is a change to our SOP and we will change as an organ, as an organizational change, we will train to a new change because Submit it to Tradoc, let them vet it, and for yep. again, then it'll come out. Right. Yep. But, because but then it, it becomes the way everybody, everybody does, does it, it so that everybody knows how it's right. done. Oh. Right. And, and it's one of those things because I need to be able to take an individual out of a platoon because there is, there is, at any moment, someone can move from one place into a unit into mm -hmm. another place in the unit. Yep. And they've got to understand if they're number two in a stack, the that door. they are straight through the door. Oh. Right. Number one. Number one through the stack is going to, it's going to turn to the blind corner. The number two through to the stack is going to go straight in. Yeah. The number three to the stack is going to move, you know, or, you know, whatever that is. Whatever that SOP and, is. And of course, what? things have changed, right? Mm -hmm. So the, the number two may, may, may move through, you know, may sweep from the, the open corner in and however those no. things evolve. Yeah. But you can't have... You know, you can't have one guy doing wraps one on the guy, wall, yeah. And one guy doing fucking limited penetration. Exactly, <laughs> right? You can't you can't have two different groups within the same organization doing the same, doing two completely different things, right? Because team sport, That's exactly right? right? You cannot have a basketball team where three people are playing zone and two people are playing man to man, yeah. right? It just it, it ain't gonna work, yeah. right? Everybody's gotta um, be on the same phone. I'm sorry, I'm stuck on you know the idea of putting Amy in the kill house somewhere with a sim gun and the three of us friggin' stacking up and trying to kill clear the building oh, without it without any practice. She, she, she would she would she would just she, just, I, she would just I, eat I, us up. I, I know. <laughs> I think it would be still, absolutely hilarious. I'm still stuck on the idea of Pele going shin to shin with Ray Megan Rapid. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that would be entertaining too. Matter, matter of fact, I'd say Pele 
and Ronnie Page smoking a cigarette against, uh, yeah, whoever Brian Reynolds owns. So any uh, rock bottles, bombs, hand grenades? No, just, you know, we say this all the time, and, and it's because it's true. Think about what it is that you're looking to get out of your training and vet your trainers, mm -hmm. please. Um, I was talking at W3 the other night mm -hmm. and pointed out that we don't teach things that are unethical to teach. What that means is if we, if it's not a good idea for you to do it and you shouldn't be doing it, we won't teach it because we don't want you to think you should be doing shit you shouldn't be doing or to think that you're good at doing something that you aren't good at or shouldn't be doing. You're not doing yourself any favors if all you're doing is going someplace to get patted on the shoulder. Mm -hmm. If you're going to do that, take a fucking golf, man. Yeah, well, it's, it's you know, people can do what people are going to do, right? right? And, and, that, and that's that's what it is. But there are those, those tactics that... Um, the level of training in order to get enough expertise oh, yeah. is is so monumental that yeah. that the 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 majority of shooters, the majority of individuals, it's it's years of training. It's years okay. of training to to reach a level of um, competency in order to be able to do it in a way that you're you're only gonna probably be shot uh, right see you, doing cqc somebody's gonna probably be shot yeah right um, I, I, i'm 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 gonna i'm gonna go out on a limb at the whole feelings hurt thing if you think that you are as big a badass as any of the tier one guys right because you could shoot because you show up with all your cool shit Right, with your gloves hanging on the front of your belt. Um, understand this. Nobody graduated from Buds and immediately went to Damnack. Nobody finished the Q course or Ranger training and went directly to CAG. That never happened. You went someplace and you got good at being you got good at being one of the best operational guys mm -hmm. on the planet and you did it for years and got really good at it before they went and they took you on to the all-star team mm -hmm. and the all-star team is way better than the really 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 excellent phenomenal not all-star team okay. so if you didn't graduate the original entry-level training you're probably not as good as those guys that you know, you think you're out here mimicking. Just saying, man. Well, I don't. I don't think the vast majority of people understand what the tier one guys actually are. Yeah, they probably don't. You know, I think that they they look at the the as you put it, the really really good guys, and don't realize that there's somebody better. There's somebody, and and it and it's not a little bit better, mm -hmm. right? It's it's the the the, the gap, the chasm between the guys you see that are really good and and the quiet, the actual quiet professionals 
are is is just phenomenal. Well, I mean, Larry, to quote Larry Vickers, mm -hmm. Larry Vickers had been a Green Beret, and then he was doing that whole thing, and then he went to CAG mm -hmm. Delta, um, and the guys you see running down the beach at Little Creek or whatever mm -hmm. or, or mm -hmm. you know, Lejeune, whatever, those guys yeah. are in those guys are in great fucking shape. Larry Vickers was in Olympic athletic shape mm -hmm. the whole time he was at Delta. Because that's what you got it. And he's not now by shape. He's shaped like an Olympic. So, <laughs> so thus thus Larry Vickers yeah. article that he wrote, oh gosh, it's been Oh, yeah. 15, you know, 15 years. They're like, why, why, why I'm fat? Why no. I'm fat? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. But yeah, so. we, can, we can laugh about it because he wrote, he wrote the article yeah. that says, because I don't have to be an Olympic athlete right. anymore. But mm -hmm. hey, I'm certainly not taking anything away from from those guys. The, the, no, the, 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 the Rangers, the, yeah. the, the, the SFODA guys, the, 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 the SEALs that are out there. Yeah. Marsock, look, DJs, all those look, guys. Uh, Recon, yeah. Look, MSRT, all those guys. Yeah. yeah. You're 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 not as good as they are, mm -mm. right? Because they do this all the time. Yeah. And the guys you think you're as good as are so far beyond them. Because yeah. they're they're a group that's this big that live, die, and breathe and eat and do everything together 24 mm -hmm. hours a day. Yeah. Right. But I'm also gonna go, you're not as good. You're not as good as the 82nd MP company, right? They're, they're tactical team. Yeah. You're not as good as 10th Mountains. Any door kickers in 10th Mountain. Why? Because they do it every do. day. So when we talk about that, it's a team sport. It's a team sport because they're doing it every day. Right. When I was in Germany. When I was in Germany, my guys, we trained on a multiple man entry on a weekly basis. Mm -hmm. They're they're doing operational operational street work as MPs and we trained weekly on building entry yep. in in a non-tactical environment, yep. right? With just with just your M9, yep. right? Because it's a perishable yeah, skill, extremely right? Perishable. Mm -hmm. So, so again, yeah, it, it, it just to to reiterate the it's a per, it's a perishable skill, it's a team skill. It's not something where you can go get training and go. Oh, hey, you know, we all went to the school, yeah, three so, months ago, so, six months ago, whatever. And so, so we know we know how to stack up on the CVS and, and take out JoJo the bad guy. So if so. you're learning how to do SWAT tactics from some guys who were never on a SWAT team, but they took a SWAT tactics class that lasted eight hours, you might not be as prepared as you think you are. Right. Just say it. Yeah. I mean, not that anybody would do that. I mean, who would who would do that? Less than DDT fourteen, <laughs> not equal to. I wanted to tell you about that, did we? Yeah, because you were standing someplace else. So you know how Prince for a while was not Prince; he was the artist formerly known as Prince, and then he, um, he had the symbol. So mm -hmm. we figured out a symbol for Vogue One, which would be the less than next to the DDT fourteen, or the not equal sign. Vogue One. 
Get your tomato. The poser. <laughs> All right. That's enough being off the rails. It's time to be serious. Lee Crowe for Governor. Mayor of Fredericksburg. Have a great week. Hey guys, welcome to Whiskey, Lead, and Steel. Feelings hurt while you wait. I'm Lee Curling, and with, with them... That's easy for you to say. That's all, folks.